Dave. So how are you? I'm fine. How are, how was your uh, Instagram living today? You know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We're recording this on April 1st, on Wednesday, April 1st. We did mm-hmm. uh, a little round robin of uh, Earwolf hosts on uh, Instagram live. And it was great until Instagram went down. You broke it. We did break it. We did break it. We were running uh, a little bit behind because uh, every, every, everyone was very excited to talk. Of Definitely course. get the sense that a lot of people are cooped the hell up in their homes and they wanted to talk. And we were getting a lot of engagement and all that. And then it just all went down. So that just means we have to keep doing it. And when you're doing an Instagram Live, are you reading the comments and responding to people in real time and kind of giving them <sighs> what they want or... Here and there, people were asking questions in the little Q&A section. So, you know, here and there we were pulling some questions out. Hmm. But, you know, uh, a lot of it was just like, hi. You know, so yeah. hi. Yeah. Everybody needs to reach out. Everybody needs a friend in this day and age. Uh, how are, how is your uh, how's your sanity? Uh, it's reasonably stable. I mean, it's, it's, it's strange because I do feel um, this is such a – horrible time for so many people. And I, I, I guess it's just, I'm lucky that things are kind of okay. All things considered. And so yeah. it, it feels strange to even talk about, cause it's like, uh, you know, you, my friends who have kids and are yeah. cooped up with them all day and are trying to do homeschooling and have no help and have their own work to do. It's just like, I can't, I can't complain. You know, right. I mean, right, right. as That's we speak, exactly Michael right. is is in the kitchen, literally making pork chops and watching not made in Manhattan. What's the other Jennifer Lopez rom-com wedding planner? Ah. See, that's good. So that's the, that's what's happening in our house these days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a huge disruption for everybody's lives, so the best we can hope for is just to use the time well. How is your sanity? Uh, it's up and down, you know. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm just on the safe side of a rage blackout at all times. Um, mm. I wish I wish we weren't. I you know I wish I, I wish um, our government weren't in the state that it's in, and it just seems like every time you know who opens his mouth, it's something that is ten times dumber than the last time. But fuck him. Let's not talk about it. Fuck um, him. Let us instead talk about uh, something that served as a wonderful antidote to a world that is burning down. Uh, Last night, Ben and I watched Paddington 2. Oh, my God. Yes. Let's talk about Uh, Kenny's applauding as we speak. uh, Yeah, we can actually – yeah, we can see our our, our production uh, pals in in our little Zoom window. Kimmy and Chelsea um, are with us. Kimmy and Chelsea are with us. Ryan has his 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 camera turned off, yeah, but we Ryan's believe he's hiding. there. Wait, so Dave, did you see Paddington one? Because I did no. not. No. You don't need to. That's what it turns out is the truth. Yeah, uh, you don't. I had heard that Paddington two was really good and really emotional, and I felt like it needed it. And we just needed to sit down and watch a movie because we got through all of Tiger King, and it. It. I'm glad. I'm glad that we saw it all. But it, uh, did it make us feel good about the state of humanity? No, no. Well, I'm glad that moment um, has passed. So, the, of course, the only thing that uh, reconnected us to our our shared humanity was uh, a computer animated bear. Oh, it really is just a warm hug, and it is. oh my god, the sobbing. Just so much uh, sobbing. Un- Believable, unbelievable sobbing. 
Unbelievable sobbing. Yeah, I, I love loved it. it. If you haven't seen Paddington 2, uh, run right out and do it. It is available on demand if you have uh, DirecTV or AT&T TV Now or whatever it's called. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, and what have you consumed lately that is uh, pulled God, you back I, from I, the abyss? What? Oh, you know, we've, I, we finally saw Pride and Glory. I'm sorry, Pain and Glory, the Alma Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Movie. Really great. Um just really great. Uh, okay. You know, his movies are always like, I feel like if in anyone else's hand, this would be terrible, but it, they just are so beautiful to look at. And, um, and uh, Antonio Banderas is, you know, says mm-hmm. that was a good quarantine movie. Um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to think what else. Oh, just watched um, something. I don't remember. Okay. Um, one other thing that I am doing that is really helping. Um, I I have I always run, but now I just run. Like I, it's not like oh I'm going to get in X number of miles and get that crossed off or whatever. Oh. Now on like a Sunday, I just get on my running shoes and I just leave, and then I turn around when I feel like I'm going to get tired. Like it's like That's a full great. afternoon of running now yeah. just around like I, I was up in sun valley last week just i'm just i just pick a road and run yeah i don't I, like it's it's insane i just kind of go to another place i put on some music and i run so you'll uh, drive out to a place no and park you no. ran to uh, isn't sun valley yes. very far i mean my geography it's not is that far embarrassing it's not that far okay. it's not that far but I, I would if you're able uh do get outside and get a get a little bit of fresh air if you're in los angeles the air is especially fresh because there are very few cars on the road and you will also see uh a lot of butterflies i have been seeing a lot of butterflies uh yeah and i don't i don't know what that's about but i'll take it they're here they're here it's butterfly um, season and you know what else season. it is it's also it's quibby season Quibby season. It's Quibby, Quibby season. is the here. Quibbies, the Quibbies are in season. Um, I'm so excited about it. There's a lot of great stuff coming to Quibby. Yeah, most importantly, game show. Uh, game to you by show. Our sweet, sweet guests, Matt Rogers, a returning favorite, and also Dave Mazzoni. Mm-hmm. So fun to finally mm-hmm. meet him via he Zoom. He is uh, a cutie pie and hilarious. They both are. Um, this one, you know, we're figuring out the recording over Zoom thing, so bear with us. We yeah, might have a couple technical difficulties, but uh, but snafus, we're getting there. Some people are dipping in and out. There might be some awkward pauses here and there, but uh, it's okay. It's nothing it, new it, with us. No, uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, Matt and Dave are just uh, cute as can be and intimidatingly hilarious, and yeah. And self-actualized show. at a young age. Yes. Just amazing. Yeah. Like they really I make me like, take a hard look at myself and I don't like what mm-hmm. I see. No, but, no, yeah, me either. Don't but dwell I do on love it. Let's, them. Just, let's just get into it. Game show premieres uh, Monday, April 6th. That's right. On Quibi. Uh, pre-order it. If you haven't already, there's a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, game show looks hilarious. Um, yes. Let's get into Matt and Dave. Matt? Hey, Dave? Well, we're back with Matt Rogers and David Mazzoni. Wow, thank hi you guys, guys for having us. <laughs> hey, boys. And hi, how are you? 
I think that we're as well as to, as can be expected. I'm kind of like making everyday fun for myself with wardrobe. I don't know if you guys can see podcasts are a visual medium, but I am wearing a yeah. tiger shirt because I don't know That's if right. you guys have heard about this Tiger King. Oh, God. Sure have. Very popular. Very popular. And so I wanted to sort of like be a part of the culture and wear a shirt with tigers on it. Yeah. Really embrace your inner Joe Exotic. <laughs> exactly. We do not endorse Joe Exotic. However, no. we are inspired by Joe Exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such <laughs> a strong aesthetic. <laughs> yes, it is strong. Yeah. Like, I was Everybody, inspired by I, Amy Klobuchar. She wasn't my candidate, but I love that she throws things at employees. I'm going to try it. I mean, more, yeah. is, more is more is kind of Matt's thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you guys both finish Tiger King? Yeah. Um, I have one more episode to go. Um, okay. I have two more. Okay, yeah. So I, I would say, to me, the height of it was episodes three and four, which is episode three is like the Carol Baskin episode where you find out mm. that woman is... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say definitely a murderer. Absolutely a murderer. 100%. And uh, also the next episode with the Travis of it all. That was really crazy, man. Yeah. The Travis episode was really tough. Yeah. I'm pretty shocking that that... I maybe have three left because I'm not there yet. Yeah, you would definitely... You would remember. Awful that that has... It's so confusing sometimes... Like, you're, you're like, how long have they been shooting? And, like, have they been making this documentary for 10 years, 15 years? It's like, I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming a lot of it's the raw footage from the reality show that they were shooting. But, like, yeah, it, it is. all got, it's just, it's so insane the way that they didn't realize that they were making something for us right here in quarantine 10 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my hot take is I, uh, even having seen the whole thing and discovering that Carol is for sure a murderer. <laughs> I'm still Team Carol. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, I, no, I was, I really, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but she has extreme Hillary Clinton energy. Very yeah. strong. <laughs> I mean, it is profound. Honestly, yeah. she, the flower crown, yeah. flower crowns are officially hers, like no matter what. Now, unfortunately, Coachella yeah. has lost them to this iconic woman. <laughs> also, I love all of, what's his name's like wives like his like concubine wives that like live oh. in in the ranch oh yeah 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 that guy i love i want to be one of them i want to be the girl in the head to toe cheetah um onesie with the triangle cut out at her tits see i be- want i want a room that's just a couch like he <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i want i want a square a large square couch that also, you see it and you're like, I don't even know what my approach to this couch would be. I bet I better take my shoes off and just have my black no-show socks on yeah. for my massive square couch. I mean, say what you want about him. He's a star and he knows yes. it. And that's why he has a camera following him at all times. And that's what stars do. They have cameras following them at all times. That's what puts don't Joe Zotic, Beyonce, Gaga and Taylor all on the same level. That's why they're the four. That's why they're known as the four. That's what everybody knows that, that they're the yeah. four. It's going to be a great Halloween um, if we ever have Halloween again. I, I, yeah. I, you know, we're going to have to create it for ourselves, Matt. And I'm oh doing God. it. Amongst us four, which which of the four do you think you guys are? I'm Taylor. And we can just say that right off the top. Okay. That's obvious. I think What Dave, were the four? Well, the four are Joe Exotic, Taylor Swift, Gaga and Beyonce. I hmm. feel that Dave, because of his current hairstyle, is Joe Exotic. And I say <laughs> okay. Dave Dave okay. Mazzoni. Dave Mazzoni. Dave Mazzoni. 
Oh, because okay. there are two he's got sort of pairs like of a, mats and days. I'm stuck in a quarantine loop where I I can't like sort of bleach my hair again. Situation. It's very. But Dave Mazzoni is also literally wearing a Lady Gaga T-shirt. Exactly. I'm, I'm well, Gaga for sure. I mean, you're I, not. Lady, Lady Gaga's the queen, um, as far as I'm concerned. She's my favorite little bowl of linguine. I love her. She's a thousand <laughs> years old. She sleeps upside down. She's the queen. I would argue that 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 Dave Holmes is Beyonce. Mm. Really? I'm yes. listening. I can't explain why. It's an energy thing. Yeah, sure. It's in the eyes. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so then we're landing yeah. on me being? I Which feel that you're Joe Gaga. Exotic. I'm Gaga. No, no. Gaga? Dave Mazzoni is Joe Exotic. And I, we, it, don't have it, to, we don't even have to talk about her anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's basically me calling all the shots here makes me Joe Exotic. I, and I do understand. I that. guess that's true. <laughs> so very yeah. I guess that's true. Matt and I have um, been binging a lot of Survivor as well. If we're, if we haven't been watching this. We've been texting each other absolutely furiously about Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> have you heard we, of this show? Have you heard? Oh. <laughs> What's the log line? Oh my God, girls. 39 days, 16 people, one Survivor. Outwit, outlast, outplay. Honey, the drag. Uh, let me tell you, the characters, the casting. Oh, my it God. Jeff Probst not aging a day could break my arm in 2000 and 2020. It's true. How old he, are we saying Jeff Probst is? Girl, an oh. eternal 33. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's unwaveringly 33. Well rested. Yeah. yeah. Every time he says, guys, fall in, I'm, I'm wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really very decisive. And also, he's like constantly trolling the contestants, being like, this person's got no chance during yeah. the... Oh, during the- oh. Sandra falls again into the pit. She can't get <laughs> yeah. out of this pit. Oh, what a perfect moment for Dave Mazzoni to freeze. Oh, he froze. <laughs> oh, he sure did. You know oh, what? He's in New York. It's that It's that New York... You're um, frozen, New York too. is a mess right now. Um, New York yeah, is, a, is a, a real mess right we're now. We're in the eye of yeah. the storm. Can we yeah. very briefly cast Carol Baskin? Yeah, so I actually I mean, obviously think it's... We will, you know, the news is that Kate McKinnon is going to do it. Yeah, she okay. has been cast. Sure. But I feel oh. that while we love Kate, I feel that this is more of a role for a Laura Linney. Um, I mm. would like to see a dramatic actress really... Dramatic actress really kind of sink her teeth into all that is Carol. Yeah. And it's That's a shame. A really good call. I think it's a shame that sort of, um, you know, the on becoming a God in central Florida didn't come after tiger King when everyone is fascinated with this part of the world. Right. Very true. Um, I wonder whether, uh, Carol Baskin would give, uh, Tori spelling her, her, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction moment. Wow, maybe, maybe. I hadn't even thought about that. That's that's a really interesting thought. And and by the same token, Jenny Garth, or Jenny Garth, either <laughs> you of them. know, either of them. You know, you know that I do. You know that I toured with them, Matt Rogers. What? I was the creative director for the Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling North American tour in 2019. Wow, true story. And true they story. they get along well. They do. They do. they do. They get along well. Okay, they so do. that wasn't that wasn't the problem area. No, no, there were no problem areas. Well, that's good. It, well, you yeah. know, nine hundred two one zero famously had problem areas. <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a conversation for off microphone, Matt Rogers, but that's I definitely a hundred percent bet. I hundred percent bet. Yeah. Um, Matt, in the meantime, what else yes. is in your quarantine pop culture diet? Um, to be honest with you, um, not a ton besides, well, there's so many episodes of Survivor to watch. So I've watched mm. five full seasons. Oh my God. Yeah. Which is literally, I mean, maybe it, wow. Does that mean I've watched a hundred episodes of the show? <clears throat> That's crazy. That seems insane, but it, it might be true. Just in the well, last. What the fuck like, else are you gonna do? That's what I'm saying. It's like um, I, I haven't really watched a lot of full movies. I'm not really a movie person because I find them to be very long. What I prefer mm. is a 42 minute reality show that has the same beats again and again and again. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it brings you stability and structure. It and that's what I'm craving, really. Um, well, but uh, I mean, other than that, yeah, the Tiger King kind of happened at a good time. And I don't know if I would have watched it had I not um, been forced Chained to your couch because it, yeah, it, yeah. it does kind of give me a little bit of anxiety. Although I will say I did watch The Hunt. Mm. Oh, yeah. Have you heard man. of this movie, The Hunt? Um, sure have. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's insane. Like it's it's like really, 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 really gory and really violent. Um, which is not usually my cup of tea, but I'll tell you who is my cup of tea is Betty Gilpin. Sure. Who is so good in it. It's crazy. And then there's like a whole 20 minute scene at the end with just her and Hillary Swank who plays the villain, which is gay rights. Wow. Yeah. But, but the premise is that uh, liberals are hunting conservatives, deplorables. This is the premise. This is the premise, at least face value. That's the premise. Um, oh. And then it gets a little, little more interesting from there. But I can't spoil. But there's motivations that you didn't know were under the mm. surface. What uh, What are you getting by with in uh, in the quarantine? What is in your queue, Dave Mazzoni? Oh, oh my God! I'm not even really watching a bunch of shit. I'm, you should see my tabs right now. I'm looking for a way to stop down feathers from coming out of my comforter. I'm looking for a way to make my Spectrum internet bill smaller. I'm looking for a good fake cactus for my bedroom, which has no light. I'm looking for a Father's Day gift and also a 60th day gift, uh, birthday gift for my dad. I'm also looking at Ikea. Like, this is what I'm doing. I have 35 tabs open, all with things I should not be spending money on. I'll tell you, what's getting me through right now is definitely Survivor. It's so much fun. I love pretending it's 2006. It just feels like the birth of reality TV in a real way and, like, None of this had ever been done before. Like, just makes me feel like my mom is like blow drying my sister's hair, and like I have like an AP US history test tomorrow that I need to study for. <laughs> it's been very birth nice. of competitive reality television. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it feels like Omarosa is nearby, and like the zeitgeist, like just like where we are. It's a very comfy place for me. It feels like escapism in a very pure way, and I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually. It's, uh, my, someone was telling me like someone was telling me like. Yeah, it must be fun to watch people who are in a worse situation than you are right now. <laughs> it's like I'm watching them all like starve <laughs> and like shiver on a rock and be like, I miss my family. And it's like, girl, I, I'm sort of in the same zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They miss but their not, family. Not as coconut. bad. <laughs> By the way, doesn't it look like Matt Rogers is on a plane right now in first class? 
it does. reclined in his seat. Yeah, see how I them. like to be. You're, you full jet how I like to be. moment. I love it. I, I flew to New York um, to just to be with my family uh, last week, and there was nobody on the plane. And I wow. asked the flight attendant if I could go sit in first class. I was like, "There's nobody on this plane. Like, could I just go up front?" And she was like, "No, sir. I'm sorry." And yeah, I was no. like, "Wow." I was like iced out. Even in all of this, like, still, honey, you gotta cough it up if you want. If you want luxury, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know it was so rude. I was like, "Come on, I'm so cute." She was like, "No." <laughs> wow. Just simply no, and there was no one else in first class. Literally nobody, not a single person in first class. Three people on the whole plane. Wow. I hope you filled Harsh. your carry-on with popcorners. No, no food either. Literally, I passed out what? the whole time. I was in like a Ziploc bag of Purell. The whole thing was, I, I was very scared, but ultimately it all went fine and the staff was great and I was thankful for them. But I was outnumbered by the staff by like three to one for sure. Jesus. Crazy times. We'll be telling our kids about this. We sure will. We sure will. We'll be telling our, our kids there were days of the week. Yeah, I'm not having yeah. no kids. <laughs> yeah, I, Fuck we, that. yeah, obviously. <laughs> Obviously For what? Not, but to put them yes. where on in hell? <laughs> no, bitch. My child is game show, and that's that. Yeah, mm. we're about to give birth. So let's let's get into it. Game show yeah, coming to Quibi, April six. Yes. You're one yes. of the shows Quibi is launching with. Yeah, that was really fun to hear that they um and you know they've been really so so supportive of exactly what we wanted to do and the whole process was really fun and then to hear that they enjoyed the show so much like in the in the post uh process that they wanted to launch with it was really really cool it it makes us feel even more confident about it so tell us your your origin story of your your friendship and your um collaboration The origin, well, the origin story of the friendship goes back to um, one of my favorite gay bars in all of New York City, uh, NYU. Yes, Um, Mm -hmm. we met there in 2008. Matt was a dramatic writing major. I was a Tisch theater major, and um, we were in the same uh, freshman year hall. Kind of like evaded each other as two young, semi-closeted gay men um, from essentially Long Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Matt's from Long Island. I'm from Rhode Island. But um, same culture, they're the effectively. Same. Yeah, they're very much the same. Yeah. So we met there. Um, Matt did a lot of sketch comedy there. We performed in a few shows there together, started writing together. We were in a sketch comedy group afterward called Pop Roulette that did musical sketch comedy with a bunch of our friends that we still collaborate with today. Matt and I were at UCB and I had been doing stand up for a little while with a game called Celebrity Essences, which is a game that we actually have brought all the way to the show that's coming out on Quibi. We played once each episode and um, I'd been doing it in my stand up and the audience was just like foaming at the mouth, having so much fun. And I think one night Matt was in the audience and saw just how how well people were responding to it. And we were both like, we can well, make a whole show out of this. The you know? bit is like, he would do like, okay, now we're going to play Celebrity Essences and here's what it is. It's like, I'm going to say a bunch of random clues and the clues are all going to combine to create the essence of a certain celebrity. So it's kind of just like a guessing game, like a little stupid little gay trivia moment where it was like, okay, I've got a moleskin notebook and a neck pillow that you use on a flight. And if you didn't guess Lena Dunham, you were wrong. So basically, Uh it was just like a series of shit like that. And I was watching it and being like, oh, this is fun for a a live show. And I had been wanting to do like a variety show at UCB East at the time. This is when 
UCB East was still there. And Back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. When, yeah, it was <laughs> the Mesozoic era. And uh, so then uh, we just kind of kicked around ideas for the live show, started doing the live show at UCB East. They gave us the slot of Saturday nights at 1130. So we were competing. Hot, hot com- time. Hot time for the theater. We used to walk out and our opening line was always, what are you doing here? Yeah, it was just, we were just like, why? But um, people were there and um, it got a cult following the show. And then we moved it to another space on the Lower East Side called Caveat. Just kept doing it as a live show, started touring with it. And it always made sense to us as as a show for television. But to be honest, it's just like... You know, if it's not Drag Race or it's not ex- like these things that you already know, then it's pretty hard to get gay shit on television. Um, mm-hmm. Especially so, like the cerebral stuff that that we were trying to play with and like keeping it really um, like in our pockets and in what we thought was funny and not making it like, I don't know, just too broad. This The Quibi really let us go loose, which was so exciting. And I don't even think we at the time when we were pitching like, Quibi had to talk to us about who they were and what they were building. And when we left that meeting, I remember feeling so, so good about bringing yeah. the show there. But we thought we were just meeting with like an app. Like it was like they were like, oh, and you'll take this Quibi meeting. And I was like, OK, I mean, I have no idea what this is. It was not like no one knew about it at the time. And then they were really, um, really convincing that we could take our 90 minute live show that was like so um something we loved so much and it could work and be adapted into like an eight to ten minute format that would really boil it down to the jokes and the fun and it's um it's it's been pretty pretty cool basically the setup for each episode is that the we take two straight comedians and we put them against one another through physical and emotional challenges they're not necessarily comedians but um yeah they're Two straight, Two straight guys. guys. Yeah, typically the live show we would pick some type of comedian or somebody in our world, but for the for the Quibi show we kind of branched out to all different guys, um, and they compete through physical and emotional challenges, all in uh, pursuit of the crown and the title of honorarily gay as fuck. Um, and uh, they go through three rounds each uh, episode. They have a lifeline or life partner, as we call them, which helps them through each of the rounds. Um, this is a wise queer and a woman who gets it, and they change each episode, and they are paired with a straight guy to help them through each of these challenges. Oh, I love it. Who are we talking? Um, oh, so give me the, women, the woman who gets it, um, we've got Nicole Byer. We've got Ilana Glazer. We've got Darcy Carden. We've got Rachel Absolutely Bloom. We've yes. got, um, I mean, Robin Feedy, Patty Robin Harrison. Feedy, Patty Harrison. We've got an incredible mix. And then for the wise queer, we've got Bob the Drag Queen. We've got Trixie Mattel. We have Jill Kim Booster. We have Brandon Scannell. We have uh, John Lovett. Um, we got a really, really good cast. Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's uh, we have really really fun people on there, and then this the straight contestants. I mean, uh, we've got really really fun people. We got Moshe Kasher, we Whitmer have Max Thomas. Silvestri, Whitmer Thomas. Um, you know, just really 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 fun. Everyone was so great, and, and we shot so many. We shot like three a day, and it was so fun to like have a blast with one cast and then just like kiss them goodbye and then Reset. walk to a whole new group of people with a whole new energy. And that's kind of why we love doing the live show so much was that, you know, not only were we changing the games and mixing them up and making them fresh, but also every time we redid the show, it was a whole new cast of characters that everyone got to meet and hang out with. 
I'm love so it. excited. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really fun. It's it's also like, I mean, to be honest with you, what I like about it is I, I stand by the like comedy of it. Like it's like Dave was saying before, it's not like a gay show for straight people. I, I to be honest with you, like what's important to me about it is that like queer people like it. <laughs> like I, I, I think that if I was watching it, I'd be entertained by it. Like, you know what I mean? Like not something mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, this is like obviously had X, Y, and Z straight exact telling everyone like, well, could it actually be a really, could it be a share reference? Because everyone knows share. It's like, no, like we're mm-hmm. like out here making like BB Rexa references. And that's why I Amazing. like it. You know what making, I mean? It's, it's making not tiny gay for, for straights. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Agree. We, we kept, and, and with the quibby of it all, I mean, when we were in the editing room, our, our line cuts were like over, over 45 minutes. Um, and yeah, we, we, we had to shrink things down. And so when we were really fighting for keeping all of our favorite moments in the show and Quibi did a really good job at like letting us, giving us places we needed to trim, but letting us ultimately kind of, um, figure out what we wanted to keep in the show and what we wanted to take out. And we kept some really specific stuff that we feel like, um, like Matt was saying, like makes the show authentically queer and like queer for us right here, right now. And not sort of like glazed over in this way that, that, is um, focused on mass appeal because you have the straight guys on stage to do that for you. You know, if you don't get it, neither do the straight guys on stage and you're in their shoes. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, so what is your, what's your getting? eight, eight. And so eight there's going to be one uh, released every day. So April 6th, you'll have one episode to watch April 7th, 8th, whatever they'll be releasing. And so it will kind of be like a two week rollout process. So it'll be fun because there'll be something new to talk about every single day. And, I'm excited. When I, when I first heard there was going to be an episode a day, I was like, that's totally different. I had never heard of that before, but everything about this is totally different. So I'm just excited to see how it goes. And obviously just excited to, you know, provide some fresh new content for everyone while we're all dealing with whatever the hell's going on right now. This. Yeah. yeah. Um, is your, are you, do you have different camera angles for the different, uh, like portrait and landscape? Yes, we, we do. We certainly spent some time that's on a, that. That's that, a new Quibi thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Some proprietary technology, Hanny. <laughs> that's right. Um, we we basically made eight cuts of the episode in horizontal, and then eight separate cuts of the episode in vertical. The audio is locked, so you're experiencing the same like audio episode. But um, when you have it vertical, you're getting kind of different angles, different shots, split screens. Uh, we also have a lot of, I mean, points are, it's a game show, so points are awarded and taken away at all random times. And we have awesome graphics that sort of keep track of the score. And, like, it's it's like a video game meets, like, uh, The Price is Right meets Miss Teen USA. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's And it's also important to stress, while it is a game show and it is called Game Show, um, there couldn't be less of a... Uh, giving of a fuck of what the score is um i think we just take points away based on things that we like and don't like dave and i are also the judges <laughs> so it's kind of just like very you, you don't have to be looking at this like um well this person won this episode and it's an achievement like everyone's achieving it just by playing <laughs> yes absolutely the winner is who tries the hardest and actually fucking with the score and watching the straight guys get aggravated by not understanding the rules is part of the fun yeah, <laughs> I love that we're I getting one a day. We don't have to wait a full week. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're short, so like our average episode is like <clears throat> less seven minutes and fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they really are quick bites. Um, so it's really gonna fly by. So I'm thinking that what I would hope is that you know people enjoy it so much and it's so fast, they're like it adds to the anticipation for the next day even more. Hopefully. Mm. What is uh, what are both of your li- living situations at the moment? Are your quarantine pods limited to yourselves or what's happening? Um, I am sort of going back and forth. So I've been dating my boyfriend for about nine months, which mm. is just a sweet spot for let's get a quarantine together now. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's kind of that period where it's like, I'll spend a few days at his house and then I'll spend a few days at my house just to keep it normal, I think is probably important for someone that's in a new relationship. But Dave's, we both live alone. We both live by ourselves. And um, Dave's in New York now with, with his yeah, longtime I, boyfriend. I have a boyfriend of five years. We, um, we've been separated for a little while. I was in L.A. Um, working on game show and working on a few other projects. And then once all this kind of happened, I just I flew to New York because I once I started to grasp like how long this was going to be. I just wanted to be near somebody who was not afraid of my germs. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've flown home and we're bunkered down here in Harlem. Great. It's, it's pretty fine. It's pretty chill. The streets are, are very empty. Like, I think New Yorkers are taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, L.A. is as well. Is everybody in everyone's yeah. family and circle healthy? Um. Yeah, to be honest with you, it has been a little bit of a stressful topic because my entire immediate family is in Florida, who is... I don't know if you read the news, but not doing this right. Um, And, you know, uh, my sister works in the service industry. And so I know that it was a little tough for her to, like, get her hours completely cut. And she's also asthmatic. So I was a little concerned about that. I think it's just I have the same normal concerns that everyone else has, which is, you know, how are other people's actions going to affect my family? Um, so it's, I'm just hoping that everyone is staying home and doing the right thing because I think that it's every day it seems to get more serious. I mean, now they're talking, I mean, by the time this is released, who even knows? But now that from at this point in time, they're saying like, probably you should be wearing a mask if you go outside at all. Um, I heard they were ready to make that announcement. So things are changing so much every day. So I just hope that people are doing ultimately the safest thing and just staying home and watching television and watching TV on your phone. <laughs> Watch that Quibi. Absolutely, honey. So, now is the time to consume. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, how did you and this boyfriend of five years meet? We met through, um, actually, we met like quite organically through friends at a bar. We were at watching season five of RuPaul's Drag Race um, at uh. Barracuda in... Um, in New York, in Chelsea. And he had, he knew a friend of mine that I went to NYU with and we kind of just got brought together. We started seeing each other every, I think that it was airing on Monday nights at that time. Mondays are a drag. I remember being the um, like tagline. And um, so we were hanging out on Mondays for like (laughs) two months. And I don't know, I was just kind of like uh, avoiding his, his, um, his advances. I don't know why I was just kind of that girl who never really wanted to be pinned down at all. And then one day he just called me out on it and I was like, oh my God, you're so right. I'm, I'm just being uh, evasive. And we ended up going to dinner. Then we went out to this party called Pretty Ugly and we both 
like did drugs and had sex in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. And um, uh, after that night, um, I we didn't talk for like two weeks because I couldn't believe the woman I had become. Um, and then uh, we started. And anyway, it snowballed so gradually over like an eight month period. It was very uh, organic. We would just kind of go on dates here and there. <clears throat> and then um, when I was like in my final throes of being like, I can't put this guy up any longer. There's no, I, I, he's so great. I don't know why I'm resisting this. And my friends around me were just like, yeah, we don't know why either you're being a total idiot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I haven't looked back since it's been such a wonderful five years. It's been very easy and um, I'm thankful. And uh, when did you move in together? We moved in together actually so quickly, like true gay people just like, Immediately, we're like, you know what? Yeah, let's just take this like huge milestone on. Well, like, gay right people away. in New York. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of like he, I was living in an apartment. He was living in one. And then nine months into our relationship, his lease was up and he was going to start looking for a new apartment. But he was living at my apartment. He was like sleeping over a lot anyway. And my apartment was really big at the time. I had like two roommates that were very close to me. So I, I was just like, I was like, y'all get along with him. He can make our rent cheaper. Like, should we just try this out? And they were like, I mean, yes, he's living here already. So yes. <laughs> so he moved in. And then a year later, we got our own place. Um, and we've been here in Harlem. We, we love Harlem. I, I love my apartment here. It's just um, um, been, been the two of us for the past two years. That is such a New York thing, though. Like, oh, it's easier and we've been dating for a certain amount of time and I can stomach living with the person. And so we should make the huge decision to move into each, with each other so soon. My first boyfriend and I moved in together way too soon. It was like eight months. Because of New York. Of course. But you yeah, and uh, your L.A. boyfriend yeah. uh, are not not there yet, even though. No, because like I, like I, I mean, ostensibly we could be. But like, no, because I've learned from that. And also you just like, I, I, I don't know. Like now the way I feel about it is like, let's enjoy the relationship. Like not everyone is as lucky as like Ariel and Dave where like it really worked out and it's like going to continue like and be wonderful. Like sometimes like things are revealed, you know, that just could never have come to the light of day when you move in t- together. And I think that, you know, like part of the, fun of the relationship is like enjoying it and i think like like letting each phase of the relationship be the phase of the relationship so right now i'm really enjoying like not still dating my boyfriend because it's more serious than that but you know like still having my space i'm new to la i just moved into my first like nice apartment by myself so i'm wanting to enjoy that you know he's also got a dog and i don't i don't want a dog yet (laughs) Love the dog. What's but, he got? What's he got? Um, she is like a Dalmatian boxer um, type. Like she's a she's a uh-huh. mutt. She's a, she's a beautiful dog, and she's two, so she's young. So mm. the young girl jumps up, jumps up, and does whatever she will please. Um, and she's amazing. Just not my dog yet. <laughs> and how did you guys meet? We met through my friend Joel Kim Booster. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met, when I moved to, uh, Los Angeles, I was looking to, you know, make some new friends. And he was like, here are all my friends. They'll be your friends too. They'll like you. And so I actually, um, started hanging out with a new group of people. And my boyfriend, Jared was one of those people. And we kind of just really latched onto each other because we are the same degree of basic. And what I mean by that is we are both Disney gays who've seen Kelly Clarkson in concert more than two times. And 
like to smoke weed and eat ice cream. I mean, that's, that's, those are all good dream. qualities. That's that's the makings of a lifelong relationship right there. I mean, I <laughs> knew we would at least be close friends. And then other things fell into place, too. And I was like, oh, maybe this is more than just friends. We actually, um, we first hooked up at a Betty Who concert. Oh, that's... Who I love. That warms my heart. I know, it's the best. And we, we went, that was a thing we did together like all summer long. We were getting centers and we go to concerts together all the time. We went to go see Imogen Heap. I was like, oh. this is how I know I really like this guy is because I, I don't think I'd ever just go to an Imogen Heap concert, but for him, I did. And that's no shade to, <laughs> that's no shade to Imogen Heap, love the woman, but just wouldn't have been a typical concert I went to. I we went to go see Maggie Rogers and Betty Who, and just, uh, we really enjoyed each other for, similar interests and then start from there. Love it. Dave Mazzoni, we what what is your what is your like foundational popular culture? Wh- who's your Kelly Clarkson? Are you frozen? God Did he freeze it. again? Oh, it looks like he's just really thinking about that question. I thought that I guess, he was yeah. like That's so funny. <laughs> I can actually tell you Well, who's. you know what? While he's frozen, yeah, let's newlywed game it. What's he going to say? He's well he grew up and was like obsessed with Britney Spears. Like, like so, he sure. was like a real like. If I'm Christina, he's Britney, um, mm. and so Britney was like his whole life. And then once we got to school, he was very much. We were at at NYU at a time, which is 2008, 2009, when Gaga was like popping off, mm-hmm. um, and he was very much a little monster. By the way, was Allison Green the dean when you were there? No, but I've heard about her sort of antics, and wow, we do you know about this? Bad luck. I, I, I know. I've seen the headline, but explain. She just, you know, people are upset at, uh, understandably, that there's not going to be any kind of tuition refund uh, at Tisch during the you know, quarantine. And she wrote a letter to the student body explaining that there would be no refunds or partial refunds. And then she attached to it a video that she took of herself dancing to losing my religion in her home office. And yeah, but kind of the, the most insulting part of it is that like the dance itself is so terrible and she yeah, identifies as a choreographer. Yeah. She's literally, what? she, she actually is like the epitome of Tish faculty. If you really are to boil it down, it's just like people who are like sort of, I don't who, want to shade everyone. Who is? I'm back. I I'm, I'm back. What? Allison, Allison the, the Green, the Dean of Tish who like mm-hmm. in, in her like, mass email saying there were not going to be refunds for tuition during this time, like sent a video of herself dancing to losing my religion by REM. And it was like very pathetic and not even good dancing. And for some reason she thought this would be a good idea and she's getting pretty rightfully and like aggressively dragged for it. I I think we went through two heads of Tish, three heads of Tish while we were there. And I just feel like that that's a role constantly being auditioned for. I plan to audition for it one day in my lifetime. I would love to be the head of Tish for six months. (laughs) Ours was like the defense of the the dark. Yeah, Mary Schmidt Campbell. She was ours too. She had like real dignity. She seemed, she was like kind of. Yeah, she was good. She was good. But I will say so, were you there when John Sexton was president? Mm, of the university or of, yeah i yeah. don't know um, so john sexton was the president of nyu and he would famously give everyone hugs 
Um, and then it came, well, that wasn't even, I mean, nowadays you probably couldn't do that, but that was like his thing at the time. But he yeah. ended up getting, he had to resign because it came out that he was like stealing money from the, from the university to like pay faculty. Like, yeah. Oh, and we knew him, Dave and I knew him because we've um, been to his summer home in Fire Island. We've been Island. to his summer home what? in Fire Island because yeah, we, we were doing a show together where it was like a, or a, it was a musical comedy show that was played at NYU orientation about like going to college in the city. And it was for students by students. And Dave and I were in the cast mm -hmm. and he loved this show. And so he would take the cast of the show every summer. He would invite us um, while we were writing it and preparing it. He would invite us to his home uh, on Fire Island. And um, I think it kind of like all kind of came into place later that that home was probably bought with university money. <laughs> oh god. And, and while when you were there was he was everything above board? Um he was like a weird eccentric guy but everything seemed to be above board. It was like he would take us out to a really nice seafood dinner and it was just like yeah, this is the president of NYU. Why wouldn't he be able to afford this? I mean like I don't know all the answers to all the questions but he did have to resign in disgrace. I met above board like with shit. you guys. Oh yeah, no, I I only fucked him consensually. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, everything he was... was consensual between me and the president oh, of the college God. I went to. Yeah. He lived up to his last name. <laughs> Absolutely, oh. sex ton. There was a ton That's of right. sex. A, a thousand pounds of sex. <laughs> um, Give me a song from the uh, from the show. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we can do. Um, Oh God! No, Matt. Matt. Um, Wait. Should we sing "Learn to Love and Live"? No, I, I was thinking of. Um, yes, you should. Yeah. Um, I think I know every word. Uh, I'm not it. lost. I just need, need a, place a place to start, to start in this life. I don't know. Oh my God! <laughs> what is my part? A new place, a, a new day, and I'm Something. on my own. I'm if not, I just reach out, I'm, I'm not, not alone. alone. Now is where our lives begin. begin. Stop, Stop and take it, it all in. in. If there, there are things, things that you lost, there's things we can, we can win. win. Stop, Stop and take, take it, all it all in. in. Oh my God, no. Then Stop. famously, famously. Oh. We're all here once. We're in this together. The world's all ours. Take care of each other. Maybe we can learn, learn to love and And they paid wow. us four thousand dollars. They paid you, us. You could have told us that that was twenty million. million. We thought oh, we were God, getting yeah. paid friends, re friends reunion cast oh, money. Honey, <laughs> I was I was throwing it down. Yeah. What hun. do you want at Pret, honey? We're getting things at Pret today. Yes. And they, so they gave us like free housing and paid us and like gave us meals to do this. And we would just write the gayest songs that really that were. And at the time, it was like we felt very good about doing that show because it did help people it was fun the and we show, all met each the other was the show was great. built to address the the large issue that nyu was having with a, a lot of kids dropping out mental health issues for kids there was in campus first suicides yeah suicides was a common occurrence so the show was kind of designed to animate and bring life to basically their guidebook and all the resources they had both for physical health mental health and educational like well-being yeah. at the university yeah so yeah, we kind of did use that yeah, yeah, honestly. yeah. No, it was good. It was it was really good. We were really proud to be a part of it. And um, so basically it was just like every day going in and working together to write a song about like 
you know, not getting along with your roommate or, you know, to be more serious, like what to do if um, this is insane, but like what to do if you're finding that you're in a situation with a partner where you're being like, uh, you know, in a domestic abuse situation or um, if you uh, are having a problem with homesickness, all these things. So it was like truly like 60 different issues that all got like a little sketch or a little song to tackle it. And then every time we would tackle a new issue, there'd be like a little PSA at the end being like, if you're struggling with, um, uh, you know, finances at NYU, you can call the hotline at 212-443-9999, which was the real hotline. Dave, we've heard Matt's coming out story. Can we hear yours? Oh, yes. Um, well, like coming out to our family, is that, that kind of what we want is like to our parents? Yeah. Uh, however you want to interpret the question. Whichever. The coming, out, coming out to my parents was so bizarre because it was, uh, I came to NYU sort of like straight-ish. Um, oh, we, we, we're back. Yay. Um, so yeah, I came to NYU kind of like straight-ish. Yeah. Like I had had girlfriends. I always say that my girlfriends were some of the healthiest relationships I've ever had in my life. Uh, um. I loved them very much. They used to, they were all like in theater with me or in clubs with me. They would come over after um, school and they'd be like, you want to watch Will and Grace? And I'd be like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So we, I loved them all very much and breaking up with them was very tough. Uh, but when I got to NYU, I guess I just saw that the, the two or three gay people that were like out in my high school, I saw multitudes of gay people, all different kinds from all over and it to me just as soon as i registered that like being gay was a component of your still you identity and not your entire identity that was when i was like fully on board also like you know just to have your own own apartment and your own room in in new york city it's like oh my god you're gonna suck a dick there's no question so um it was a it was very gradual coming out to my friends in that area mostly like a lot of speculation that i eventually just succumbed to but then um, I didn't realize it, but one of my mom's girlfriends from growing up had a son who was in my class at NYU, who, whom I did not know, but who knew me, some, or I don't know, had just recognized me. Maybe we were in the same dorm or something. And he told his mom that I was gay at NYU. I don't know how he knew this. Maybe I was kissing somebody. Maybe I was holding hands with somebody. And so my mom FaceTimed me one day, I think in like 2009, and we were talking about my sister applying for college. And we were talking about, you know, what, what was like overpriced at the market this week. And then I was like, okay, mom, I think I'm going to go. And she was like, okay, great, Dave, quick. I just wanted to ask you something. Are you gay? <laughs> like just right there on, on FaceTime. And I was like, ah. just like gobsmacked. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, and I knew I was like, in this moment, I either say yes and do this over FaceTime. I say no and lie. Or I hesitate and basically say yes and i did exactly that i just hesitated my jaw just like hit the floor and i hung up the facetime and she texted me and was like i'm sorry did i do this wrong and i just responded and said yes (laughs) and like yes you did this wrong and yes the answer is yes. yes yes to all of it um so i took like 30 minutes I, I sat down and just like, I called my friend Ben at the time who um, was very close to me and probably the most confident gay man I'd ever seen. Um, I called him and he came down two floors from his dorm room and kind of just talked me through it and was like, 
you know, this isn't the end of the world. You're going to be fine. Um, you know, ultimately, I think your mom was asking because she wants to be a part of it. So I called her back and she was extremely apologetic in tears. We never really unpacked it too much after that. It was just kind of like I had said it to her and that was that. And then my mom told my dad and that was just kind of it. Like really wasn't this big, long, like sit down. It was like, it just kind of was something that I think they already knew that was confirmed at the supermarket in rural Rhode Island. So mm. <laughs> um, that's kind of my coming out story. It's not super glamorous, but my parents are wonderful and um, support me very much. They, they remind me, I think part of the reason why Matt and I are very close is because I think when we met each other's families, or at least when we just kind of saw where we came from, it was very similar. We both, our moms are very similar, just like unconditional love. They understand what they understand and they don't understand what they don't understand and they don't give a damn. And our dads are like extremely physical union men, like um, love their lawns and their gardens and love hobbies. And so I think um, we're, we're very lucky. We, uh, my, my coming out story is not tragic. It was just um, over FaceTime, which was lame. Well, as you know, um, my coming out story was very glamorous and happened on a big staircase and was actually used as a commercial for Chanel. Um, oh. Yeah. And I had a very I don't long, remember that. I should have gone ha- back and listened to your episode. You should I'm have sorry. gone back and listened to my yeah. episode again because actually my, my coming out story was a commercial for Chanel. <laughs> do both of you do, ho- when you're not quarantined, do holidays with your boyfriend's families or I thought Matt, you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, do both of you do drugs constantly during quarantine? Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. This, of course. this other question you're saying holidays with my family. Yes. I, and I, I, uh, you, you and your boyfriend have introduced. Oh God. And- so I've, I've not done holidays with his parents yet, but I will say his parents are also remind me a lot of my parents and Dave's parents. Um, so, and I did get to meet my my boyfriend's parents in Disney World. Perfect. A huge Perfect. coup for me. Perfect a word for it. Yeah. Uh, met you at your best. Yeah, yeah at Epcot. At Epcot Center. Yes, waiting in line for a $12 turkey leg. <laughs> the experimental <laughs> prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, my God. Of course, you know it. Of course. Of course. I've actually been to Disney with Matt many times, and I'll say it's a blast. If If... If I would go to Disney with anybody, it would be Matt because you just can truly surrender. You can just take an edible and let Matt drag you I around. I make all the plans. I do everything. He takes good care of me, baby. He's got reservations. I honey. got reservations. I got fast passes. Hon, what do you want? Yeah, he knows. He's the king. He's the king. Let Daddy handle it. <laughs> let Daddy what, handle what it. What is the true way to, to do? There's not a way to just fully throw money at the problem at Disney, right? I'm actually so happy that you asked. I'm so happy that you asked. (laughs) The the way that you do it is you do throw money at the problem because that's how you get the good accommodations. Well, you gotta, you know, like, basically you need four days. Let's just say that right off the top. You need four days. You need four full days. Now, you don't need four full days for Disney. That's a common misconception. You need three days for Disney and then one day to go over and do Universal in Orlando because that's also a oh, must Oh, we're do. just talking about... Un- I thought we were talking about Disneyland, but... Uh, oh, Disneyland? No, hon. You could do that in a day. Just come with me. I have a season pass. I'll, I'll make... I'll, I'll take good care of you. 
Oh my Great. god. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's actually going to have to be a whole other separate podcast episode yeah, where I talk about is, how to tackle Disney is, World. A whole other thing. But now, to do it on Matt, a holiday you, is bold. Matt, you famously, iconically, ran some sort of Disneyland race. Yes? Um, Weren't you going to do some sort of marathon okay, so, or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so, yes. Famously and iconically, I was going to do the Disney World Marathon. And then what? I realized, and then I realized I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> what um, on what planet are you, you doing the Disney World? You missed run? this. There was like a week and a half long period where I was gonna train for the marathon in Disney World because if I was ever, first of all, don't scoff at me because I have a storied history as a runner. You stupid uh, bitch! Before you were ever even in the picture, I was uh, running a four thirty six mile at Islip High School. Yes, dating girls oh, wow. named Gianna. No, their <laughs> names were not Gianna. Their names were Alex <laughs> and Michelle. They were much, much, much less interesting than Gianna um, in terms of just their names. They're lovely girls. Um, but I they, I was going to do the marathon in Disney World because I thought it could be fun for, to like run from park to park. And then I realized I had the dates all wrong, A, and B, it's not logistically feasible for me to prepare for a marathon at this time. Yeah, B, gotcha. it's a no. Are you guys runners? Okay. You guys are. I am. Yeah, I you am. did a you did a marathon. I've done many. Yeah, I, I I'm knew doing this New York you. this year. If it happens, when oh is it? Is, what is that? November. November first. Right. This year, the fiftieth annual. The wow. 50th I'm sure it'll be it'll, good. And it'll, it'll be the happen. best ever. It'll be the best it'll ever. Happen because, like, guys, let's get real. Like, it, it's the apex of the virus that has to be in, like, coming in, like, April. You would think. Yeah. You would think. If we do this correctly, which only some of us are, so none of us are. Well, right. But the fact it, of the matter is that you have to, I don't know, not to get into this again, but. You know, whatever. <laughs> it'll be what it is. It's I'm happening. sure in November it'll be fine. Huh? It's happening. It's happening, they, and I'm fucking doing it. They say, yeah, I'm sure it will happen. Everyone's going to get it. It's going to go through it really slowly. We're going to stay below the curve, and everyone's going to enjoy Quibi, honey. Quibi's going to be huge. That's right. <laughs> Quibi's going to save us all. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's going to teach gonna, us how to live and love. I'm actually going to name my daughter to Quibi. Love and live. That's a gorgeous right. name. Quib. Yeah. Quib. Lil Quib. Lil Quibbo. Quibby Mazzoni. That's mm-hmm. I hate it, actually. <laughs> it's it's too much in the mouth. Yeah, it'll have to, they'll have to take daddy's name and be Quibby Padilla. Ah, Quibby oh, Padilla. That's gorgeous. That Are you gonna beautiful. have babies, Dave? Um, you know what? Fuck, I don't know. Uh I go back and forth, and here's the bleakest thing. My parents have always been like, You should have kids. You'll be such a great father. We want you to have kids. You should have kids. And the other day, I mentioned it to my dad and was like, all oh, this, man, this is so crazy. Like, I don't know. And he was like, honestly, Dave, he's like, I wouldn't even have kids if I were you. I would just go for it. You know, this this world we're living yeah. in today. My dad has changed his opinion on me having children as it relates to, like, just humanity and the world in a way that is so bleak and so sad that, like, it's it's made me look at things. I don't know. I've always felt like I wanted to adopt because I felt like there are babies that are born that that deserve the love and affection that can come from families who are able to care for them um and i think that that's something that i would be great at and i just for some reason i love the idea of like 
you know, seeing my boyfriend like brushing our daughter's hair on the couch. Like to me, it's just like I, it's the cutest thing in the world. And I want that. And I, I want I feel like I could be a good influence on a child and raise a really strong, democratic <laughs> female. I want I want a daughter <laughs> like I, I don't know. I just um, I want one really badly, but I will not do it until I can pay for it until it and until it is like, I don't know, environmentally sound to have a second generation of me that makes sense i don't know if we'll ever get there but i'm up i'm up in the air i really want one for all the the cute reasons and also um i think i would do a really good job but there's a lot of factors i I haven't committed yet like matt said at the top of our phone call and my child is game show and she was a bitch to raise (laughs) uh well we can't wait to meet your child on April 6th your beautiful beautiful baby she's so gorgeous Uh, she's beautiful she has highlights yeah PC highlights chunky Kelly Clarkson era like 2001 era highlights yeah she really does Mm. but we should also say she is beautiful I mean we do have a gorgeous set like but by the time this episode comes out like obviously the 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 show will be out but our trailer is coming out and I'm on Monday and I'm so excited for everyone to see it because I think that um, everyone that I've shown the show to, like everyone that I've shown an episode of the show, I think that they don't really understand that Quibi is putting like real TV money into this. Like, like they gave us like a real budget for a show. I know the episodes are short, but it looks good. It looks really good. And I mm-hmm. think that that's another element of it that we're so proud of. And you were both tuxedoed in this. Am I right? Or is that, in eight that different else? looks. Eight yes, different honey. looks. Nice. Yeah, that's had, another reason to wish for a season two is just because the wardrobe. Because uh, you know, know. we got to keep some of the pieces. Mm. They said, "Honey, if we if we alter it, it's yours. So you better believe we were taking a button off here and putting a button over here." <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like every single piece. We were like, you know what? Let's take it in just an eighth of an inch. I'm just yeah. feeling like I'm my, I wanted to sit a little higher on my ass. And then some things like we had we had like um, taken in here and there, and then they didn't get used because they like morayed on camera or like they didn't look right on camera, and so they let us keep those. And so those haven't even had their debut yet. Oh, oh honey, those are what Matt has this amazing double breasted that on. It's so good. And um, I remember when when we were looking at it on the camera, we were we had not like encountered like the term moraying before. Yeah. So like Matt was just oh, looking at me problem. like he was like, I'm moraying. I'm <laughs> I'm moraying. It was like as though he thought he was like vanishing in the well, air. I thought it was actually kind of <laughs> chic, like, oh girl, they're saying he morays on camera. Like, girl, that, that must that means he transcends like uh, like the moray eel before him. Okay. Another Moray gorgeous name for a daughter, by the way, Moray, Moray Rogers. Moray, oh, no, like Moray Frieder. <laughs> mm. Yes, Matt and I are both mm-hmm. taking our our husbands' names in this this yeah, right. scenario. No, no way. Yeah, no right. Way. Yeah, no. You have to keep the very original name of Matt Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Like Matt said, the so the, the whole experience was just so much fun, and it looks beautiful yeah that's great and it's funny it's, it's gonna make you laugh i thank Game you for giving us something fun to watch during these dark times thank you for, for watching it thank you for coming yeah, thank you so I'm, much i'm sorry about my technical difficulties but you know we're all getting all better this we're gonna leave this quarantine saying you know what we all know how to zoom now there's no excuse everyone knows how to communicate and maybe more jobs will become you know home-based 
It's a new world. Um, Dave and Matt, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Dave and Matt. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you. Bye.